0: This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV.
1: Yes! And I feel like Acorn TV has so many shows. It has mysteries. It has dramas. It has comedies. But I'm going to keep talking about the mysteries, Nick, because I am obsessed. And this week, we're talking about the Brokenwood Mysteries because the season finale premieres on June 3rd. So you got to get in there. And one of the many things that's great about the Broken Wood Mysteries is that it's episodic. So you could watch it. They're self-contained. You could watch. You can hop in at any time. It's perfect for a one-off. Sometimes you are like, I need a little taste. I need a little quick murder. You can just get in there and watch one and feel completed. And this takes place in New Zealand. You know I love New Zealand. I'm obsessed with Lord of the Rings. And it's a, I'm going to call our main detective quirky. He comes from the big city and he comes to the small town, sort of shakes everything up. And I love it. So watch the season finale of The Broken Wood Mysteries with promo code ACORN30 at (laughs) acorn.tv.
0: everybody, it's Nick Layton.
1: And it's Leah Bonima.
0: And we had so many great questions from you all in the wilderness. Oh! That, we have a bonus episode, so here we go. Our first question is, quote, I recently had a waiter who, after introducing himself to everyone at my table, proceeded to go through the straightforward menu, item, by excruciating item, and did so with such zeal, such passion, that it was basically performance art. As you might expect, this recitation took several minutes and my companions and I were staring at each other in disbelief the entire time. If I'm found in this situation again, is there a polite way to let the waiter know that I don't really want them to perform the menu for me? To add some additional details, everyone I was dining with had been to the restaurant before and we told the waiter this. The menu is also structured in a very normal way, appetizers, salads, mains, desserts, and offers food that would be incredibly familiar to most Americans. I was excited to
1: hear what you were going to say, Nick, just because... Really?
0: Why? Have you never experienced this?
1: I have experienced this, but I am deep down in my bones. The kind of person who will just wait it out. And not only will (laughs) I wait it out, I will assume that their manager is watching, so they'll have to Mm. do it. So I will give them everything I got. Oh, Oh, delicious. (laughs) So I feel like if you told them up top that you've already eaten there. Right. You've given all the signs. Yeah. I don't need it. Mm -hmm. They're going to go into it. I don't have the heart to like put my hand out and say, this is fantastic, but we already know what we want.
0: Yeah. This is a little maddening, though. Uh, I've experienced this. I mean, it always starts with like, oh, have you been here before? And no matter what you say, it's either going to be like, oh, well, welcome back or welcome in. And then the same speech. So it's sort of like, oh, I don't think you're modifying much for me right now. And when it's a restaurant where it's like straightforward, oh, this thing here, this is an appetizer. You start with that. You know, it's like, we got it. Like we're familiar with like how things work. And if the menu is so complicated that it does need some explanation, well then, okay. But like make it as brief as possible. Let's not make it too long.
1: I understand why it's maddening and I've definitely been in this situation. I just personally, this is one of the ones where I'll just be like, I'm gonna listen for five minutes.
0: Yeah, I mean, normally, honestly, I would just let it go. Especially if you start like listing specials and they're like, oh, I'm not interested in that dish. I tune out whatever else went in that dish as you're talking. I think though, if we feel like, oh, this is going on for a while, like it's been two minutes and we're only now just getting to the entree section. I think we can jump in. We can jump in. Oh, actually, I think we've already decided and we're ready to order.
1: But you got to be ready to order is the thing. If you're going to use that one.
0: Oh, you mean you weren't ready to order. You just want to cut this person off from talking.
1: Yeah, I think oh. that's what's happening. They came over there doing the specials. But I mean, I could be reading this wrong, but the, uh, the group hasn't gotten to settle yet and pick their things. Oh, they just don't need
0: help. Interesting. Okay. In my mind, I thought like, oh, we were ready to order. But like,
1: oh, I think if you're ready to order, there's no problem. You could just be like, actually, we're ready to order. You can cut them off, but if you're not ready to order. That's what I was
0: thinking. We're like, oh, we're not ready to order yet, and we just don't want to listen to them explain the menu to us. That's what's happening. That's a
1: harder one to land. If, you, if you're if you ready to order, you can cut them off. Oh, no, we thank you so much, but we were actually ready to order.
0: Okay, so the issue here is we just don't want this person talking. Yes. And we just want to look at the menu in peace.
1: I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I'm reading.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're actually right. Yeah. So in that case, yeah, I guess it's a little trickier to cut them off. But I guess, do we need to give them our full undivided attention? Like, do we need to actually, like, make direct eye contact? Can we be listening to them as we're perusing the menu? Like, I guess, do we feel obligated to focus on them?
1: Well, if they're talking about the menu, we can follow along in our menu.
0: Right. Because I almost feel like as they're talking, we kind of can ignore what's happening. We can look at the menu for ourselves. And maybe actually by the time the speech is done, we're actually ready to order. Is that possible?
1: I don't know. It's hard to communicate with a group.
0: Yes, yeah, to have that little signal. Because also, you don't want to, like, be rude about it. Yeah. Like, you don't want to roll your eyes in front of the waiter.
1: I also have trouble not giving people my complete attention just because strikes a chord.
0: On an airplane, do you try to be the best passenger while the safety briefing is happening?
1: I recently, up until very recently, <laughs> I was that person. I'm sitting there, I'm focused. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, like I can't hold this up for the whole team, you know? Okay. I'm going to play my game,
0: read my book. But they're like, the nearest exit may be behind you. And then you turn your head.
1: <laughs> oh, Absolutely. I'd I'd find my exit. There
0: it is. Actually, I I always look to see where my nearest exit is. I want to know where it is. Because it might be behind you. I'll also count the number of rows that is so that in the dark, I know how many seats to touch before I hit the exit.
1: I love that we know this about you. Um,
0: (laughs) Well, also, I would always keep my shoes on until we hit 10,000 feet. Like, I don't need to be running down a tarmac and emergency evacuation in, like, bare feet. So I keep my shoes on.
1: Well, I don't ever take my shoes off, A. And B, I don't fall asleep in case somebody needs me. So. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) I'll see you. I never sleep and I'll raise you.
1: (laughs) Hey, Leah, can you fly this plane? No, but I'm awake and I'm going to give it a shot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How hard could it be? So back to the restaurant. Yeah, I think there is a polite way to actually interrupt, though, and be like, actually, uh, can we pause a moment? Hmm, yeah, what's the right phrasing? Maybe it's like a, oh, sorry to interrupt. Would you be able to give us a minute while we peruse the menu first and then come back? I think there's something in that world, right? I feel
1: like the dream would be to get that out before they start.
0: Yeah, but I mean, how can you anticipate this? Unless they come at the table with jazz hands and they're... Ready to really just give you a show.
1: I feel like you can see it coming, you know? Okay. (laughs) You can see people winding up. I'm about to give you my thing.
0: Mm, That's true.
1: I also, sometimes you're in restaurants where people have to do it because that's the rules.
0: Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. You got to ask if they want guac. Like I
1: used to have to ask about, I used to work at a jazz club and I used to have to ask about refills and I had used to have to talk about the house wine, regardless of whether or not people had already told me that they don't want refills in the house wine.
0: Okay. But yeah. That's awkward then. Yeah. You're like, oh, we're not drinking tonight. Would you like the house wine? Let me
1: just tell you about the house wine. Um, and I I would not do it because I, I if people had already told me, but I, I was multiple times brought up how I should be
0: doing it. Okay. I think we actually found another occasion when Leah doesn't follow the rules. Well, I just, people
1: don't want to drink. They don't want to have refills. I'm not going to force it on them.
0: No, I, I think that's totally reasonable. I am just cataloging the number of occasions when Leah is a rule breaker. <laughs> and there's only like three things on this list currently. But I'm cataloguing it.
1: I'm gonna lay awake and think about it all night,
0: make you a list. Okay. <laughs> Now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world.
1: And I'm still loving my mysteries, Nick. I know I should branch out. There's other great shows, but I can't get enough mystery. And I've just watched a really fun one. It's called The Queens of Mystery. Mystery is in the title. And it's a comedy. It's also... A drama, and then I would say it's got a a little dash, a little sprinkle of 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 the fantastical. It's a little fairy tale like. So this is the setup. I'm not giving anything away. The main character's mother goes missing when she is very young, and she is raised by her three aunts who are all crime writers. Come on! So check out Queens of Mystery, and you can stream all the episodes with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv.
0: And now it's time for intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. So Leah, Mint Mobile, you have tried it. How'd it go? How was uh, getting it on your phone?
1: So I think what's so cool about Mint Mobile is that you don't have to go into a store. You can just do it yourself.
0: Yeah. No, there is something super convenient about it. Yeah.
1: Because we've all been into stores for our cell phones and then lost years of our life.
0: And they have premium wireless plans starting at just $15 a month. So... To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash wolves. That's mintmobile.com slash wolves. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash wolves. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So our next question is quote, is it acceptable for someone who brought a floral arrangement to a celebration of life to take them back after the service? I thought the arrangements were meant as a gift for the family. I also
1: most definitely thought they were a gift for the family.
0: Uh, Yes. I think that is the idea. Yes. That this is meant to be a gesture of sympathy and comfort for the family. And by removing them just sort of on your own, it does feel like you're actually removing that gesture, like you're you're taking that sympathy back.
1: Yeah, that is what it feels like.
0: Right? That's why it like catches your eyes like, oh, that's a little problematic. Now, I will say very often the family will say like, oh, please take some flowers because if everybody brings flowers, there's like too many flowers and what we're we gonna do with all these flowers. And so very often, I think you actually are invited to take some flowers but you have to be invited to do so. Yes. I mean, it's similar to like wedding flower arrangements where people just steal them off the tables after the event. And it's sort of like, that's not an etiquette rule. You don't just steal people's flowers. Like you have to be invited to do that.
1: Yes. Right? I think we remove nothing. That's a solid, almost like we could, I'm sure there's one time where this is not true, but in general, I feel like we remove nothing from an event that is not our event until
0: we are invited to do so. Yeah, that does feel like a good universal rule. I feel like we can say that's sort of definitive.
1: Obviously, Jordan Almonds, I think you would be happy for me to remove since you have expressed your dislike for them so much um, that I will take other people's bags of Jordan Almonds.
0: Um, Yes, I mean, guests are invited to take those. Yeah, they're for guests. So I guess you are considered guest in that, Uh, and you could represent multiple guests in your uh, hunt. For Jordan Allman's. (laughs) But yeah, flowers, yeah. No, it's it's you should leave them unless you're invited or somebody says you can take them. And yeah, to take your own flowers. I mean, it's sort of like, oh, I'm gonna bring a bottle of wine to a dinner party. Oh, we didn't open that wine. I'm just gonna take it back with me.
1: And it's also slightly more because it's for a celebration of life.
0: That also doesn't sit great.
1: Like people are grieving.
0: Yeah, that doesn't feel great.
1: No, it doesn't feel great.
0: No, so that's your answer there. So our next question is, quote, I have a longtime family friend who is getting married soon. I got a message from my father that he had received a wedding invitation for me from this friend at his house. The thing is, I haven't lived at my parents' house for years. I live on the other side of the country now with my husband of 10 years and our multiple children. Am I obligated to RSVP to this invitation, which didn't even come to me? I'm not planning to go. It's a five-hour flight away, but I'm hurt that she didn't even bother to check on my address or anything. Even my kids' names are on the RCP section as child. I'm feeling very frustrated by this, and I want you to affirm that I'm not the one being rude here. I don't think you're being rude. I don't think you're being rude here, but I don't know if the host is, like, actively being rude either. I, I'm prepared to say that, like, everybody's sort of doing their best here. They might not be doing their best. Sort of.
1: I think you can be irritated with them. And it, or I think you can have your feelings hurt. Like, they don't have your kids' names. They didn't check where your address is. Yeah. And then also in our brain, we put away, I'm sure they're under a lot of stress. They are trying to do multiple things. So I'm just going to do a quick uh, RSVP no on the website.
0: Right. So to answer the question, do I have to RSVP? Yes, you do. You've received the invitation in some way in some form. And yeah, you just need to say, no, can't make it. All the best in your big day. You don't even need to say that. Just check the box that they've already given you.
1: And I think feel free to do a massive eye roll when you do it, just to be like, okay, I'm RSVPing to the event you didn't know all our names for, but...
0: But I mean, clearly y'all aren't that close. So I, I guess, I mean, this relationship is not like, oh, I'm so hurt that my best friend of 25 years is getting married and doesn't know I don't live at a certain place. Like this person has lost touch with you clearly. And it would have been nice had they reached out to you in some form, Facebook, Instagram, Hey, getting married, sending invitations, would love your new address. That would have been nice. I suspect they just had your address in their system, which was your parents' address. And they just assumed like, Oh, that's your address. I have your address. And it did not occur to them that, oh, maybe your life has moved on.
1: No, I think they were like that. I know she'll get it at that address. I'm sure they know that they don't live at
0: home. Or it's that. Yes. Uh, Because they do know you have kids.
1: They know. They They just didn't want to do the next step.
0: They didn't want to make the effort to actually verify the address. Yeah. I mean, that's not ideal. That's not ideal.
1: But... So I understand. They're like, they didn't make the effort. I don't want to make the effort. But I think you could just hop on the computer website, say no. And that's it. And then harbor resentment towards them. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, you can definitely just keep this forever. Yeah. Just put that in your pocket. Yeah. Hold it, nurture it, water it. Yeah. Be like,
1: oh, Sally, she makes no extra efforts.
0: And you don't have to send a gift. So that's nice. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice to try and accept this invitation in the spirit in which it was likely given, which was likely, hey, longtime friend, I'm getting married. It would be nice if you were there. I feel like that was the spirit in which this was meant to be sent.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to like find the way to feel better about it so you don't have to carry it around with you. Yeah. And I think that's a lovely way, which is 50-50% chance of how it was meant.
0: Oh, you think the chances are higher that it wasn't (laughs) meant that way? Like, I'm going to bother sending you a wedding invitation to your parents' house, but like, I don't really want you there?
1: No, the other option is, Mm. You know what? I want to be a person. I normally have a person who would think that way. That would be like, yes, that's how they meant it. Feel that way about it. Wish them well. But the other chance right now is that that person was like, I feel obligated to invite this person Mm. because I either knew them or I went to their wedding or their family friends, but I'm not going to make
0: any effort. And I'm actually going to send an invitation to an address I know is not current In the potential secret hope that it won't get to them.
1: That's the other option.
0: But then my conscience is clear because I did send something somewhere. Yes. Ooh, isn't that a darker twist on this? Why am I giving the darker twist? I love it. How did we switch places? Love it. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a darker, significantly more strategic etiquette 2.0 sort of thing.
1: Six months ago, I would have said, this person meant it well. They're exhausted. They're doing their best. Just check no. Wish them all the best. Today. You know, when life comes in and then you think, what is this person's motives? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What are these person's motives?
0: We could definitely speculate.
1: But either way, it's still the same thing. I would RSVP.
0: Either way, you just go to the website. Can't make it. No need to insert a little comment in the message box. No gift on with your life
1: you know what you could do you could say hey Uh-oh. my dad got your invitation mm. i can't make it and my and then put in parentheticals child 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 <laughs> since they didn't put their name also can't make it thank you
0: okay okay that'll help update their address book
1: <laughs> obviously Maybe. i'm kidding i just want our letter writer to feel um sometimes you want to feel cleansed you want to get it out So then you can move on.
0: Hopefully this little conversation, we actually feel purified.
1: Yeah, I I love that that idea that we would, we want them to feel purified by our...
0: I mean, that's a service we could provide.
1: (laughs) Slightly vindictive ideas.
0: (laughs) Works for me. So our next question is, quote... My husband and I often have dinner with close friends in their home and ours. On every occasion, they only offer disposable plastic cutlery. Most recently, the entree was steak and one steak knife was shared by a table of eight. For so many reasons I dislike plastic utensils, but especially for anything that needs cutting. This makes me crazy to the point of wanting to bring my own utensils. They do have children, but they are all school aged. Is there anything I can do short of declining their invitations to dine at their home?
1: I have in my memory of a movie where a gentleman brings his own utensils everywhere he goes in his front breast pocket. Okay. And he takes them out and uh, shines them with a napkin. And I thought you could become that person who just brings their own utensils. And then you say, I'm now a person who brings my own utensils. And then you laugh loudly as if I'm such a card. And then everybody, what are they going to say?
0: Can I borrow your knife? (laughs) Can I borrow
1: your knife? So you make it about you. I'm now a person who carries utensils. I'm wild.
0: There was a time in history, not too long ago, when like you actually did bring your own utensils out. Like it wasn't provided by your hosts. So I guess, you know, maybe we're just a little historical. Although they are providing utensils. They just aren't very good. Well, I
1: think our letter writer doesn't like using single serve plastics and knives that don't cut.
0: Yes. I mean, I wonder if it's actually the single serve plastic that's really kind of the concern or it's just like, oh, having to eat a steak with a plastic knife. I guess it's both.
1: I think it's both. And that's why they say- I
0: don't want to eat at their house.
1: For many reasons, I dislike plastic utensils.
0: So I guess a host in general should provide the things that a guest needs to eat the food that they're serving as like a baseline. And so we are kind of doing the bare minimum required. I mean, it's pretty bold to like, oh, we're having steak tonight and we're only going to have one metal steak knife for us to share. Like that's... That's an interesting approach.
1: It is interesting to the point where I almost wonder if they're just not, this is just what they do on their own. So they're not fully thinking it through and you could almost go, oh, hey, can I grab a regular knife?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess, can we ask in like a nice polite way? Like, oh, hey, do you have uh, another knife?
1: Because maybe they're just not, you know, they're just not thinking about it
0: because this is what they do when they're alone. Oh, do we think they use just plastic all the time? Yes. In their house. That's what I think. they don't want to do dishes. Yeah. Yeah, I think if this bothers you and that these are friends, uh, close friends, I think we have a polite yesterday conversation. Hey, and Lisa, really love what you make. Great cooks. Love hanging out with you guys. I just feel like I would love it if we didn't always use plastic. Is that possible?
1: I think you could have that conversation or you could have a more casual conversation. Hey, do you mind if I just grab a regular knife real quick?
0: And we assume they have them in the
1: house. They must. Okay. And then they'll go, oh yeah, it's in the drawer under the microwave. Then when you go in there, also grab a fork.
0: Okay. Yeah, I guess maybe we could do that. Like, oh, would you mind if I use metal utensils tonight?
1: You could start with that. Mm-hmm. And then if they're like, why? Then you have to say the first thing Nick said.
0: I guess I would want to have a polite, yet direct conversation about like, why are we using plastic? What is that about? Is that about convenience? We just don't want to have to do dishes after we have you over. Is it about... um Not sure what other explanations there are. It's
1: just, it feels a little weird asking somebody why they're doing it in their own house.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's true. Okay. So what did we land on then? How do we get out of this? The
1: thing is, is like, say I ate with my hands. Say I'm a hand eater.
0: Okay. Say hypothetical situation.
1: Hype. This Mm -hmm. is
0: very hypothetical. (laughs) You came over.
1: I'd say, Hey Nick, uh, I'm a hand eater. Mm -hmm. We all eat with our hands. Yeah. We also have utensils. Or even I didn't say utensils. If you said, hey, I love utensils, I'd be like, oh, of course. And then I'd get you utensils.
0: Right. It'd be like, oh, this tapioca is so great, Leah. I would prefer to have a spoon.
1: I'd be like, no problem. Right. I think I would rather hear, may I grab a spoon than I would prefer. Because I don't want you passing judgment on my
0: hand tapioca. Right. No, that's fair. Okay. So may I grab a spoon? May I grab
1: a spoon? That's why I think you could say, may I grab a regular knife?
0: Right. I mean, there is one knife in the house. And then I guess something I wrote down as an idea. i Maybe it's like not a good one. Do we buy them a set of steak knives? Do we buy them cutlery next Christmas?
1: My guess is that they have it.
0: Yeah, they, they must have it. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, maybe they don't. The one steak knife being shared.
0: Right. There's a lot of unanswered questions here. I mean, that's why I wanted to get to the bottom of like, why are we doing this, people? Why are we using plastic every time we're over? Including when it's actually like not convenient at all.
1: Yeah, when it's steak.
0: And they actually acknowledge that it's not good because like, oh, we did bring out one metal knife for us to use for steak.
1: I think they're probably just not thinking it out because that's what they do as a family and they're your close friends. So they're just thinking of you as extensions of themselves.
0: But I don't get the sense that we're not using real plates. So it's not like a dish thing because we're not like eating off of paper plates. We don't know. I feel like that would have been mentioned
1: a new one i have a new idea okay so in my car i have like a travel utensils right it's like okay. a spoon knife and fork that all fold in i'm
0: familiar with how okay. utensils work working and
1: mm-hmm. then so how about you're you have this in your car Okay. You have two of them, one for you, one for your husband. How convenient. How convenient. I also keep pepper in there because you never know when you're going to need some extra ground pepper.
0: And you have like the long pocho, four foot long Yes, there, I do.
1: Right? I do. Okay. anybody want ground uh-huh. pepper? And you never know how long you're at a stoplight. I, right? <laughs> People in the next, they may be eating a salad in the next. Yeah. If farm. somebody doesn't get that left <laughs> turn fast
0: enough, you could be there for hours. Yeah.
1: Oh, it would be such a fun world um, if they, they let me run it. Back to the matter at hand: you have this mm-hmm. in the car. You're at the dinner table with your friends. They're using plastic. You say, "Hey, do you mind if I grab some cutlery?" They say, "Oh, we don't have any." And you say, "Oh, actually, I have travel cutlery in the car. I just love eating with metal." Okay. And then you go to the car and you grab it. Boom.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's sort of non-judgmental, value neutral. Value it's neutral. More plastic. It's just sort of a preference. How you like to eat. Okay. All right. I'm into that. Yeah. Okay. I think that actually might uh, thread the needle. I'm thrilled. Wow. Okay. Leah Bonoma on the board. And then also you
1: have cutlery in your car, so you don't have to use single use plastic on the road. Um, Sure.
0: Although, I mean, how often is that coming up for you? I drive a lot. And you're like eating things in your car that need forks? I guess so. I don't know why conceiving of this is like so difficult.
1: I buy things I have to take to a hotel.
0: Oh, sure. Okay. As a non-car owner anymore. I mean, it's been a long time since I had a car. Back back when I had a car, our windows were an optional feature.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, this might be a perfect item to add to your travel bag that you put into all your other bags. <laughs> and that way we are on the subway and you're having a salad. You can just pull it right out.
0: Oh, I'm eating salads on the subway. <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> Sure.
1: Next to somebody clipping okay. their nails.
0: Uh, yeah. Ugh. Actually, I want to have a container that makes it easy <laughs> to catch nail clippings that I eat out of. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm interested in. So <laughs> our next thing is a bonkers. Bonkers. And it's, quote, at the first family gathering after my wedding, my mother-in-law asked how much I weighed. I wasn't prepared for that, so I gave her an honest answer. She made a judgy face and a tisk sound when I told her. This kept happening at family gatherings. After trying various responses, such as changing the subject, asking why she was asking, nothing deterred her. I finally thought to ask her, well, what do you think I should weigh? She replied, I think you should weigh 117 pounds, which was never going to happen and oddly specific, but... Good to know. The next family gathering, she again asked me about my weight. I said 117 (laughs) and kept buttering that dinner roll. She didn't ask as frequently after that, but when she did ask, I always gave the same response. The most memorable time was when I was a few weeks away from giving birth to her grandson. 117, I replied, from my pudgy little pregnant cheeks. Eventually, she mostly gave up, like years would go by, but my response never changed. She's long gone now, and we had as good a family relationship as two women could, given that she was the type of person who would ask this question, and I was the type of person who would come up with that response. Bonkers, very bonkers. Very bonkers, yeah. Although, great etiquette solution.
1: Very great. I also love that our letter writer is like, we had a good relationship as we could considering that we are opposite people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, that is oddly specific. 117. And I mean, obviously it goes without saying, to ask someone how much they weigh and then to judge them for that and then to keep asking them that and then tell them what you think they should weigh. I mean, none of this is good. It's unbelievable. It's, I mean, we don't comment on people's weights. No.
1: But it's definitely a certain, I would say, generation. I mean, I have this person in my family.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it was still rude in that generation. Oh, it's definitely (laughs) rude.
1: And I've definitely discussed it in therapy. I mean, it's come up. (laughs) It's in there, but-
0: Yeah, I think, yes. There was a generation where this was more common and hopefully this is becoming less common.
1: I also think- (laughs) <laughs> There's this funny thing. A, a comic friend has this joke about how when he was younger, they brought all the kids into a um, into a classroom to talk about bullying, and they told them, uh, "Hey, if you don't react, then bullies will eventually lose." the thrill of it because they want to get a rise. And he said, oh, this is so great, except for the fact that they brought the bullies into the room at the same time. So they had (laughs) learned our strategy, which I thought was hilarious. But in this point, I think that you're sort of, you've taken the steam out
0: of it. Yeah. Oh, you've not given this oxygen. Yeah. Which I think is really the best strategy.
1: Because obviously it's inappropriate for her to say. Of course, it's maddening. But the way you handled it really made me
0: giggle. <laughs> right. 117 while well, I'm about to give birth. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Slow clap. Well done. So, you out there, do you have any bonkers stories for us or an etiquette question, a vent, a repent? We'll take it all. So, please send it to us. Send it to us through our website, where you raised by wolves.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail or send us a text message, 267 call RBW. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV
1: Yes! And I feel like Acorn TV has so many shows. It has mysteries, it has dramas, it has comedies. But I'm gonna keep talking about the mysteries, Nick, because I am obsessed. And this week, we're talking about the Brokenwood Mysteries because the season finale premieres on June 3rd. So you gotta get in there. And one of the many things that's great about the Broken Wood Mysteries is that it's episodic. So you could watch it, they're self-contained. You could watch, you can hop in at any time. It's perfect for a one-off sometimes. You're like, I need a little taste. I need a little quick murder. You can just get in there and watch one and feel completed. And this takes place in New Zealand. You know, I love New Zealand. I'm obsessed with Lord of the Rings. And it's a, I'm going to call our main detective Quirky. He comes from the big city and he comes to the small town, sort of shakes everything up. And I love it. So watch the season finale of the Broken Wood Mysteries with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv.
0: Now it's time for Intermezzo.
1: Intermezzo.
0: So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world.
1: And I'm still loving my mysteries, Nick. I know I should branch out. There's other great shows, but I can't get enough mystery. And I've just watched a really fun one. It's called The Queens of Mystery. Mystery is in the title. And it's a comedy. It's also... A drama, and then I would say it's got a a little dash, a little sprinkle of 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 the fantastical. It's a little fairy tale like. So this is the setup. I'm not giving anything away. The main character's mother goes missing when she is very young, and she is raised by her three aunts who are all crime writers. Come on! So check out Queens of Mystery, and you can stream all the episodes with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv.